Hey, so good afternoon, Ward Wrestling Live. We're in the Ward Wrestling Room right here now, uh, talking to Wrestling Nation, and we've got a, another one of our longtime Florida legendary coaches in our room, Coach Christopher <coughs> Wilmington. Uh, great, great, great man. He, uh, he started off living in Chicago, which is a great town, uh, wrestled in high school, and then went off to uh, serve our country in the U.S. Navy. Uh, when he was done with that, he decided I'm going to head back to college, uh, wrestled in the local club there, and then uh, played football for them. Uh, after that, he spent 17 years coaching at Northern Christian down in St. Pete. and uh, Northside Christian. Northside Christian, my apologies, uh, down in St. Pete. And he transitioned into 2018 when, uh, when Victory Christian and Lakeland, uh, their coach, retired and uh brought in his longtime friend, Coach Wilmington, and uh, now he's here. Now, one thing that uh, you may not know about Coach Wilmington is he has produced uh, six individual state champs, three state runner-up, and over 11 state placers in his time at that uh, small school down there in St. Pete. So uh, good job, Coach, and um, thank you for coming on. I really do appreciate it. How are you today? I'm fine and getting better. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm wearing my, uh, you know, old Coach Goog sent me a Manatee Mafia shirt, and uh, I haven't, I haven't put it on yet in front of the camera. So I gotta, I gotta show him some love and, and throw that on for him. Okay, <laughs> he's a good dude. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, he is. So, what's kind of been going on throughout this process? Uh, how has it kind of affected your club <laughs> and your wrestling and and what you do in the springtime and heading into the summer? As far as with this whole pandemic of the club, <clears throat> it's put a huge damper on it. You know, Polk County is kind of shutting down and it hasn't allowed me to do a whole lot at all other than go you know, have video time with the kids, talk to them and encourage them to work out on their own, send them stuff like that. It's been tough. You know, I teach. So I spend, you know, most of the day from eight to three o'clock having video conferences with kids with their assignments. And after that, I try to work out on my own, you know, go walking or running with the wife. And that's basically, you know, that's it. You know, this pandemic has really, you know, put a huge damper on a lot of things that I like to do outside. Yeah, I think it's done that just for about everybody. I guess we're all in an even playing field right now, right? I mean, I know there's some guys that have been sneaking in some practices in the garage and stuff, but um, it's nice to yeah. know that we've hit phase three now and, um, I know even with my wife, uh, she has finally given me permission to bring one of the coaches here to the house and start some, at least the privates back up again with them. She's not, she's not prepared to allow me to get them into groups yet. Um, Cause I know yeah. I'm a little concerned with that, which I guess I got to say, I understand, right? Um, I understand that. Yeah. So you spent 17 years down there in, uh, in St. Pete, which, I got to tell you, my, my brother and sister-in-law live down there, and they they uh, are partners in a brewery called St. Pete Brewing over on First yeah, Avenue North. First Avenue. Yeah, so um, I, I really love that town, and, and I, I can't wait to get back down there. They just finally got back open. Um, so you made the transition up to Lakeland after 17 years over to um, Victory Christian. So um, talk about your new program over the last couple of years <laughs> and what you're doing to keep growing it. And um, – and, and talk about Lakeland wrestling. I know there's a lot of great clubs and, and coaches and 
and things around there that can really help a program out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Victor's been awesome. Uh, like you said before, I took over for Adam Williams. We were friends, you know, back in during our college years when we were wrestling, the, you know, what they call S four nationals back then, which it, it doesn't exist anymore. We met in California about thirty years ago. Fast forward, we see each other in Lakeland, and when I first moved down here in '94 after college, and I helped him out a little bit, and actually, he was helping out at Lake Gibson, and I helped out for a couple of weeks, and started officiating. And my wife didn't like being in Lakeland, so we moved to St. Pete. <clears throat> Fast forward, you know, back over to Lakeland. I'm at Victory. The program is only four years old when I took over. And the surprising thing was to see how supportive football was. You know, I coached football, helped out, but I didn't expect the support that the football program gave me. It wasn't just one or two coaches. It was all the coaches. You know, they gave kids you know, an opportunity to say, hey, listen, you want to get better in, in football? Get on the mat. Or we got 6 a.m. workouts. And <laughs> so the kids are like, 6 a.m. <laughs> you know, I st it, which is good. And I get it. You know, they, they're a powerhouse in two-way football. You know, we did a lot of great things. The, the coaching, football coaching staff is, when I say supportive, I, I can't talk enough about the love that they give the wrestling program. And we had about 22, 23 guys. Because the program is so new, my workout, my class, my classroom is my wrestling room. It's about... 20 by 20, you know, oh, wow. we put two, <laughs> yeah. So we, we actually beat, uh, put a couple of holes in the drywall throughout the <laughs> season and the classroom is in the church. So oh, the church man. has had to repair, yeah. We've had to repair a couple of walls, you know, and it, it, it's tough. It it's really a, is. The kids get a couple of life lessons, right? They get to learn how to wrestle and they get to learn how to do drywall. Well, we didn't do it. Maintenance did it. <laughs> Maintenance did it. I, I just had um, Coach Shane McCall just um, threw a shout out to you, Coach. He said that uh, thank you so much for putting on the excellent middle school championship tournament this year. Uh, the kids had a blast and can't wait till next year's edition. So, um, there we go, right there. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I can't say enough about what Shane McCall has meant to my show. Um, he yeah. has been just a huge supporter since day one. Um, he's reached out and, and, and educated me on all the uh, middle schooler studs that are in the state that we, um, we did a show on. And um, oh, wow. he, he continues to send me some amazing guests and, uh, that, that, that he likes to hear from. And it's been a blessing to, to kind of have him as part of it. So thank you, Shane. And I know he's got a middle schooler stud out there that's been up in the rankings too. So. He does. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, my first year, I had a middle school that qualified for state. He won districts, placed second at regionals, really solid kid, typical middle schooler, just really squirrely kept kid. Um, I lost him, though, the following year. He transferred over to the powerhouse, Lake Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no. I, you know, but good kid. I enjoyed having him. I really did. You know, so we, you know, now this is my second year. I really had a lot of good kids, you know, good athletes, but no wrestlers. I had two kids that really were into wrestling. They were brothers, really solid kids, extremely talented. Both were state qualifiers. Next year, well, one graduate, the oldest brother graduate, he's a senior. So I'm hoping this sophomore, you know, he'll put it together. We'll get there for you. And, uh, and get on, not for me, for him. Get on the podium for himself. <laughs> Coach Cerullo said, way to tell me you were going to be on, Chris. 
<laughs> oh, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good, good guy. You're welcome, Shane. Mm -hmm. um, I do truly appreciate you and Anthony and everybody who's been supportive of the show. This is uh, this is number 107, Coach, of, of these shows since April 6th. So we're really getting some good people on, and it's um, it's it's taken uh, you know it's it's taken some time, and and uh, it's been helping me because I'm so ed I'm getting educated. I get to learn wrestling and wrestling people, and uh, uh, just the good men and women that are out there behind such an amazing sport that's creating so many good humans. Um, I know that um, obviously I, I can see by Shane McCall, uh, his shout out there. Um, you really have a passion for, uh, for the youth, uh, the younger kids growing the grassroots of wrestling in Florida uh, so that our high schools and our colleges can really flourish with kids. Um, talk about um, – middle school wrestling. I know um, Coach Dominguez, I've talked to him down in South Florida and he's he's fighting for middle schools nationwide to have it. And um, how important is our, our youth, our grassroots programs in Florida and and what steps are being taken to, to really make us a force under those top three or four rankings that we have in the state? Um, personally, I the, the Tampa Bay Middle School Championship is a tournament that I would like to see grow up bigger. This this past February was the 10th year of hosting that tournament. I can't take a lot of credit for it. You know, a number of coaches out of the St. Pete area, from Jay Dugmore to Sonny um, Blackwelder, Andy Bricker, guys like that, they originally started the Tampa Bay Middle School Championship. Uh, and Lance, uh, the motto out of Berkeley Prep, they were the originators of it. And for whatever reason, season going into season four, they said they didn't want to do it anymore. And I asked, I said, you know what? I'll take it on. And I get it. It can, it's a hassle. He goes, you really, I said, hey, listen, I'll do it. Don't worry about paying me or anything like that. I took it on, found some sponsors for medals and stuff like that. I don't make any money from the entry fee to buying the t-shirts. Once I pay the officials, I got like 75 cents. I can buy myself a candy bar. But, uh, <laughs> The purpose of it is to get kids some exposure. You know, I know a lot of initially get the tournament was designed for entry level wrestling, but there comes a time where that entry level kid has to learn how to really be a you know, upper level middle school wrestler, if you will. And I open it to every level. I really do. And if we don't continue to push middle school wrestling where the kids are really starting to grow and come into their own, our high school wrestling is going to really be subpar. We'll find ourselves you know, still struggling. You know, Division one programs won't look at Florida at all. Not just Division one. College wrestling won't look at Florida at all. And it's going to be diff even more difficult for us to even get more collegiate programs if the high school wrestling doesn't progress. Yeah, and that's um, that's definitely what I hear talking to folks and asking uh, where does – what keeps Florida from being the all out, you know, breaking the top 10 and then breaking the top five as a state. And, and it really starts with our, our younger, our younger kids. Um, most of the coaches that I talk to say that um, most of their wrestling team starts in ninth grade, or if you're a private school, maybe you get seventh grade. Um, and I know what, what you guys have been saying is we really need to grow it beyond that fourth grade, fifth grade, 
to where we have kids coming in. Now I know that we have a ton and I was trying to look through my, through my notes here. Um, we have a ton of middle school studs that are coming up. That could be the next, the next big thing. I know um, we went through a bunch here. I mean, I have a huge list that Shane sent me, um, but that's good, man. I, I, I know that with, you know, a lot of the private schools start go from seventh to 12th or K through 12. So it's, it's easier to um, have teams that go deeper than ninth grade because everybody's on one, uh, on one property. Um, how can the local public middle schools and the local public high school programs kind of get together to create um, a system where middle schoolers can be involved in that? And do you think it's something that FHSA should consider allowing the public schools to be involved in? Let's take a page out of Lake Gibson's book as a public school. <clears throat> they have a club, they have camps, they host them pretty much year round. They do a real good job of splitting up their practices over the weekends and bringing young kids in. It's not real expensive at all. And I think that's the thing. You, you, you can't make it expensive. When, I, when I've gone in there a few times, they make it fun. They're playing games, wrestling related games. And kids go, oh, this is cool, this is fun. But as they get better at those wrestling related games, they make it more competitive. And they the kids start to realize, well, wrestling is not necessarily fun. It's hard. If I'm going to be good at this, I have to put a little bit more into it. So that is where the transition lies. And those kids go from the fun kid club to his more competitive club. And those kids start going to tournaments. As far as FHSAA getting involved, that's a tough one, man. Um, and the reason I say it's a tough one, because I'm in a position where as a private school coach, if it becomes an FHSA program, we take our middle schoolers who are able to wrestle on the varsity level and they're no longer able to wrestle on it. So that's a part of our, you know, our varsity program. You know, we don't want to be like the Georgias because Georgia won't let any middle schoolers, and I know knock on Georgia, but they won't let middle schoolers wrestle on the varsity level even if they're good enough. So because it's tough. We're 1A school, and it's tough for us to compete with the larger 1As who have ninth graders. You follow me? Yeah, so it's kind of a, kind of a double-edged sword for Florida and Florida schools, right? They, they, they're fighting for middle school wrestling, but it, but it could affect people differently, I guess. Adversely, you're right. And, I, and if, if FHSA wants to step in and say, hey, let's do a middle school program and middle school will start from, you know, fifth through, you know, seventh grade, because there are certain schools that say junior high is seventh through ninth. You know, where I was, our junior high, our middle division was fifth through seventh. Oh, nice. Where I'm at, at, at the first academy, it's sixth, seventh and eighth is middle school. Right. So, I mean, I, I won't say no to it. You know, I just would like to see some structure. Me personally, <clears throat> you know, if I can put together a couple of some of the think tanks, uh, the old school old heads here in Florida and grab the right financiers and we'll have Florida Kids Wrestling Association and we'll have a, you know, we'll go K through sixth grade and put together our own system and have a state championship. Up here, got a lot of things going on, and on paper, I've written some things out. And one day, I'm gonna sit down with the right people and say, "Hey, let's do this." That's awesome. And maybe a little, you know. With the middle school championship tournament, um, do you have to qualify? 
No, sir, you don't. There's no qualification at all. You know, it's always the first weekend in February. <laughs> I'll post it online, you know, a month ahead of time. Then I'll open up the pre-registration a weekend, you know, a week before the start date and shut it down the day before. And depending on the number of entries, it will determine whether it be an IBT or a round robin. This past season was an IBT. We had the most we've ever had in the 10 years. We had 119 middle schoolers sign up for it, which is pretty cool. So if there's some young kids, like I know with the First Academy, we have a young program um, coming up, and, and sometimes there's some new middle schoolers that come in and, um, and they're starting to wrestle, but um, it's difficult to find them some tournaments to get into because I know – Sometimes with the newer kids that are younger, you don't want to put them right in the lineman or Lake Mary. They're going to get crushed, right? So um, to take them down to some middle school tournaments and to know about some middle school tournaments would be great because that can give those younger kids at least some opportunity to start to get their feet wet. Mm -hmm. Absolutely yeah. would. That's awesome. We had some hammers in this last tournament. We really did. So whew, I was really surprised to see that the studs that, sh that were over there, I'm like, okay. Got this kid, got this kid. I'm like, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome, man. So um I know that you uh, uh you obviously served in the Navy, played played some football. Um, and that's one thing I wanted to ask you. Uh, you were a, a football athlete and a wrestling athlete. Um, how important was it to your football career to be a wrestler? Whew. Wrestling made football easy. It, it really did. I mean. To put it plainly, uh, I've never been a big guy. I've been 5'5 five, five since seventh grade. You know, <laughs> I'm 51 now. I haven't grown an inch. Uh, I think because of the work ethic and the different teaching of balance, hand-eye coordination, uh, spatial awareness, it made me a better overall athlete. Uh, you know, pound for pound, if I knew I was matched up with the guy that was going to be my size, he was going down. There was no doubt about it at all. And being a street kid, I had a little bit more grit to me than most. <laughs> so <laughs> you kind of held down the uh, held down the fort, and that's something that I always like to ask because I know that um, I'm learning. Obviously, before I started this show, I was just a parent of a kid, and I've been in wrestling a couple of years. But um, this show has helped me really educate myself on the sport. But um, a lot of the coaches will will say that it's very important to have the football coaches buy in to help grow your program. So. Uh, it's good to talk to somebody who did both and the importance behind what it did. Marco Maldonado just gave you a shout out, my dude Christopher Wilmington, class act. So, Coach Wilmington, Marco just uh, shouted you out there. So, um, what? Thank what you, Marco. So you've been in, you've been obviously in this sport your entire life. Um, what sticks out to you as your most memorable moment on or off the mat? Most memorable. Wow. <laughs> um, that's, Maybe it's not one. You maybe know, a couple like uh, I had – I don't know if you saw uh, Ken Shirtow. I had him on, and he's like, well, I got three. I got the state championship. I got qualifying for, uh, for the Penn State – for the NCAA. And then I think he said qualifying for the Olympics. So he had three kind of, you know, I guess there was a there was one at the state level, one at the pro level, and then that kind of stuff. But 
I got to imagine as a coach, I mean, seeing these kids win states has to be pretty emotional for you. Yeah, I would say I have two. My all-time favorite is one of my son. And the one for myself in high school, I uh, well, in, in Chicago, Illinois, they had the sectionals of the district, you know, from freshman through junior year, I would always lose in the finals <laughs> in the sectional. It's funny. I got, I lost, I got pinned after I was winning like 19, the 11, then I got rolled sophomore year. Uh, I was winning four zero, got hit with a head and arm. Like you gotta be freaking kidding me. Then junior year, I got DQ'd because oh. I kept my, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get DQ, man. I was, you know, the kid had a shoulder brace on, two on one. I'll drag him. The referee's like unnecessary roughness. I'm like freaking guys reaching with it. So he threw it up there again. I dragged the arm, kids whining. I did it five times. Referee DQ'd me. I was beyond angry. The senior year, I wound up wrestling and winning it. I said, that's number one. Number two, my son, his junior year, he, digress. He qualified for state every year since seventh grade here in Florida and never got on the podium. So junior year, he goes, I got to get on the podium. And it was that one match to make it. He lost the first round and he battled back through the blood rounds. He wins this one. He'll wrestle for third and fourth, you know, and he looks over me. He's losing three to zero. Uh, and some kid from West Key West, he shoots a double, takes some feet to back, throws in a half. And ref looks up. Referee looks at him, gives him the three for near falls. Kid goes to his belly. Timing's over with. He runs off and like he won the state tournament, but he didn't. And he's balling them arms. I finally placed, Dad. I finally placed. I'm like, oh. yep, you finally placed, buddy. And that yeah. made me feel better than it did when he won it all. When he won it all, I knew he was going to win it because he had – that year he was like, nothing stopping me. So they wound up injuring himself, so he injured default for third and fourth. But that winning to get to third and fourth, that was my most memorable moment for him, for that's me and awesome, Russell. man. And that's a great, yeah. great story, man. Thank you for sharing that story with me. I, I You know, yeah. I've only had the um, – um, the feeling of, you know, my son was 0-30, and, and then this year he placed at district and qualified for regionals, and then he went 0-2 at regionals. But that that match, that <clears throat> that match in the blood round at, at district, and um, the kid was trying to come around him, and if the kid would have come around him, he would have scored, and that's it. And I swear Daniel held on to that kid's shoulder and arm with a with like a baseball bat grip, <laughs> I swear that kid wasn't going anywhere. Uh, and he just held on till the clock ticked, and the kid got up, had a hurt shoulder. Um, but I knew Daniel was like, man, I'm not letting go of his arm. And, uh, and he got he got there. So that was – I know how I'm, – I'm getting chills now telling you about it. I may cry, but it was so awesome. So I can't imagine the next – the things I'm going to experience next with him. So it'll be fun and awesome. All right, so I, I did these 10 questions for you, Coach. Now, I, I didn't realize you were back up in Lakeland because um, of my poor researching that I did. <laughs> so, but you say you're over in St. Pete a lot, so we'll go there. Uh, St. Pete Beach or Clearwater Beach? St. Pete. 
All right, so there's a couple of taco places I like when I go down to St. Pete. Uh, my sister-in-law takes us either to Casita or Red Mesa. Uh, I haven't heard of the first one, but Red Mesa I like. And my wife likes a place right off of Tyrone and 22nd, right across from Tyrone Square Mall, American Taco, that's what it's called. Uh, Captain Tacos is what it's called. I'll have to check it out, but the Red Mesa is good. Yeah, Red Mesa is good. All right, so I don't know if you don't have to tell me if you heard of these two. I go down for uh, for the weekend. I always got to hit up one of these places for breakfast. They're in downtown St. Pete, either the Wooden Rooster or Second on Second. The Wooden Rooster, buddy. Ooh, that's my Been favorite there. place in the country <laughs> for breakfast. Forget just in St. Pete. I love that yeah. place. My wife likes that place too. Man, I tell them. Put as much bacon as you can in that thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, let's try this one. MJ's or Chow Bella Pizzeria? Neither. Neither. <laughs> Rowdies? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Huh? All right. Rowdies or the Rays? Rays. Now, I'll take that back. If I'm going for excitement, Rowdies, because they have the best fans in the world. I, and, uh, yeah, yes, they, they <laughs> my sister-in-law says they get hyped. Uh, in the morning, you go Americano or Espresso? Espresso. Me too, like four of them. Yes. <laughs> Man. All right. Down in St. Pete, they got those first Fridays or the farmer's market? Ooh. Am I by myself or with my wife? <laughs> I'll tell you what. I could eat my way through that farmer's market. That place is dope. But I'm, I'm sure if you're yeah, by man. yourself, you're going to be at the first Fridays drinking all that beer. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I, I know what you're going to say. Uh, it's awesome. So, you know, I, because I because I have a vested interest, not because I, I love my sister and brother-in-law and they're down at St. Pete Brewing Company. I did not want to ask you their brewing company or someone else's because if you pick someone else's, I'd really be upset with you. So I said, um, I know you've been there. So the orange wheat or the Milo's IPA? Orange wheat. That's somebody, they pick yeah. that orange wheat, they like it. NCAA scoring or high school scoring? Now we're saying this for are we looking to transition NCAA scoring to high school scoring? Um, I don't know which one do you prefer? I know um, it'd be tough to have. I know some coaches have said it'd be tough to have riding time in high school just because kids are not a ride yet. Right. Yeah. I like the scoring for high school. A lot of I, people I do. say that. It, I do. I just. We need to teach the officials how to do it. <laughs> yeah, there, there's some, uh, some of that, but I know. Uh, suspects. Yeah. Uh, all right, burgers, burgers or wings? Wings. Nice. I love me some wings too. Hey, man, this oh, has man. been um, this has been great. Um, I really enjoyed speaking with you, and uh, I can't wait to meet a lot of these folks that I have on in in, in person. I got. I got a guy coming on next that um, apparently was pretty good at this wrestling thing. His name is Jacques Francois. 
Enoch Francois, okay. it says that he was a three-time All-American, three-time national finalist, five-time All-American, third at Greco's, fourth at Freestyles, Olympic trial qualifier, Cumberland's Army, Cornell, okay. just a bunch of stuff. He's up at the Villages now. So, um, oh wow, seems like a, a really good young man as well. That's another coach in the in the sport that's doing good. He, uh, I think he wrestled at Palm Beach Gardens. Okay, down there in uh, down there in the south. But uh, we're good, man. I got some man. I'll tell you what, I can't believe it. I've got um, I do four shows a day, Monday through Friday, and I have. Awesome. I have 20 this week. I have 20 next week. I have 20 the week after. And the week after that is already filling up. So um, I want to keep bringing wrestling to the world. And and, um, and and anybody that wants to speak about wrestling, that's been involved in wrestling, that has a great story about wrestling, I'm about it, man. Greatest sport in the world. Uh, I'm loving it. really it. is. And you can support me, I think. Is it that way or this way? I think it's that way. You can support me right there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right there. So um, thank you so much, Coach. I do appreciate you. I'm going to jump off. And you have a, a wonderful day. And uh, I can't wait to get down there to St. Pete. Um, I tell folks that when I head that way, I'm reaching out to all you coaches to meet me down there and have a beer. The, the social distancing might be hard because I know we're going to have a ton of people coming down there to meet me. <laughs> It'll be a good time. Hey, call your we your sister or your sister-in-law yes, at the sir. brewery. Yes, sir. Have a get have a get together there. Yes. All right. We'll be posted on here and we'll see you guys down there. I can't wait. <laughs> you take it easy, man. Peace, brother. Enjoyed it. Yes, sir. Me too.